It's April 24th, 2020, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. We're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I, I have to say we're doing we're doing pretty good. We're cranking this out like a once a week pace. I, I'm not sure what to think of that. <laughs> it's been it's been a bit of an adjustment for me. I'll have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you and you've had a really kind of hectic week too. So so I think that that we're actually doing this is uh, maybe pretty amazing. I don't know. Um, I, I know your 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 big project had some hiccups, and so. Uh, like any good any good project, if you don't have a hiccup somewhere, you're not doing something right. Yep. So we have managed to you have, or at least you have managed to persevere through that, and here we are again. Yes, yes. Uh, it's a good way to wind the week down. Yeah, I was going to say. Now, granted, it's a Friday afternoon, and I should be having a margarita already, but we won't get into that. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but here, what what is this? This is like the sixth week of shelter in place. Is that what we're up to now, or five weeks? I've honestly lost count. So the fact that you're probably somewhere in the right area means your six weeks sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, I, I forgot on Monday that it was Monday and I kept thinking it was Tuesday and James had to keep correcting me. I'm like, Oh crap. I'm losing days of the week now. This is just blah. But yeah, so, so here we are, you know, one more week of shelter in place. Um, and so, so it's, it's one of those really interesting times because in spite of the fact that no one's, you know, going outside or very few people are, and there's all this disaster sort of happening happening around us and the pandemic and everything. There, there's also something else that was happening, at, and it, it's it's been a week now, but but a, a week ago was the one year anniversary for the fire at Notre Dame, and I don't know if you remember when it happened, um, but I remember being at work and seeing. I, I think I just random, randomly checked the news on my on my computer, and I'm like. Oh my God! Notre Dame's on fire. Yeah, I was I was sitting at my desk and and a coworker just kind of just announced to the office at large, "Oh crap! <laughs> Check the news." <laughs> and then of course it's blaring all over every news channel you can click on. Oh yeah, yeah. Watching the spire collapse into the into the cathedral was just mind numbing. I'm like, you know, I. I one of those things that was hard to believe. Yeah, I that that image is still stuck in my that I think that will be the image of 2019 uh, that 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 remains in my head just because of its uh, not necessarily iconic nature, but maybe infamous is the right word. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, you look at the building like that, it's very iconic in nature. Well, the, well, the, the, the collapsing spire is very, well, I guess infamous, but, you know, you're, you're talking, it's it's still an iconic image. I mean, it really is, because you're talking about a world, world. Um, oh, what's the word? I'm thinking. Heritage? Kind of, well, yes, a, a heritage site. And this thing is just, looks like it's going to be crumbling to the ground. So it's 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 hard not to think of that as an iconic image, but but again, but it, but it brings up that that point of we are having all of this happening around us, but we're seeing these sort of I want to say anniversary date of something even, you know, <laughs> I don't say equally tragic. That's a horrible thing to say, but um, 
but you know it's one of those things that that happened at the time and almost immediately you saw the architecture community start to come out in droves and really start asking okay this has happened what do we do now and 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 even the the French government even held a, a competition to you know solicit new ideas for repairing the cathedral. <laughs> now, they 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 generally fell into three categories. You have, I would say, I would call it the the re- realistic and respectful category, where you just ha- where the, it, the 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 proposal respects the history, you know, and 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 in general reflects a genuine desire to see something built back in its place and 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 those ideas you know you come out with like the um one idea had proposed a, a more modern roof uh more modern in in its construction techniques not necessarily uh, a, a modern roof like like boxy and <laughs> well one of the things they said was that the timbers in that roof were so big and you can't get wood that size anymore yeah, all those forests are gone. Mm-hmm. So, so anything that you build up there has to have that sort of modern construction underneath it. But I can I can really see that that notion that yeah, there's that sort of respectful element that you, that the historic historians and I guess the preservation people would see. Yeah, yeah, and and so and so one of these ideas just uh, proposed a. A more modern roof, uh, but they kept the uh, the spire was there was was essentially a recreation of the new one. Uh, you had another idea that replaced uh, the burned out roof with uh, a trans a new transparent glass roof structure, but still kept the original spire. Uh, so, so like the original original size and shape, or the like like a recreation of what was there. Uh, it looked like a recreation. Well, that's cool. Yeah, um, and so every so often, you, the, one of those ideas would pop up where it's a respectful and a, a realistic approach to restoring the cathedral. Um, and then you also had, I guess, the second category of ideas that that I, I'm classifying them. You'd have uh, a little bit more uh, idealistic, maybe a little bit more representational type projects uh or proposals yeah but but you know there's there's you know i th- i think it was it one of these was wasn't there like the the entire roof and spire was made of baccarat crystal or something i mean <laughs> yes I mean, yeah. really this this is idealistic or rep- i mean it sure it looks like the roof but really yeah and, and see that's the thing i don't even know what baccarat crystal is <laughs> <laughs> okay well Yes, let's replace the entire roof with glass. Yeah, yeah. Now, and 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 and, and yeah. So I guess maybe that not as realistic, but. <laughs> well, I mean, it'll look like the old roof. It just won't, you know, be the old roof. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but now, now there was one something too about a greenhouse. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. They uh, there was a there was one that replaced the roof with uh, an exist with a the existing roof with a greenhouse, and then the spire was going to turn into was was proposed to turn into a giant beehive because uh, <laughs> just just <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I know it appeals to the gardener in me just because you know they're going through it. Bees are going through a mass 
extinction worldwide kind of thing. Yeah. But on the other hand, you probably don't want millions of bees on a World Heritage site. Well, you know, I'm just thinking middle of church. They decide to swarm because the queen leaves the nest. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just not picturing a good thing happening here. But, you know, but, but in two, though, it falls into at the same time sort of that category, the tongue in cheek stuff, because there was some really I remember seeing some of these things are just really tongue in cheek ideas, you know, just just randomly, you know, stuff that was thrown out there. Like I think there was like a swimming pool on top of the roof or something instead of instead of like actually having the roof. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were recreating like a, an ancient Roman bath type thing. They had the whole statue. They had the statues and and, a, and yeah, it was it was utterly ridiculous. Oh wow! And and you wow. definitely and you definitely got a, quite a few of those. There was one that proposed a, a giant parking lot on top of uh, on top of the cathedral, or God. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to picture how you get cars up to the roof. But okay. Oh yeah, well they were using they were using the 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 flying buttresses as uh, supports. <laughs> oh, oh, of course, because why not? Yeah, just just park it on the roof, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, no, and 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 they get progressively more sarcastic from there. There was one that put a giant uh, gold-colored metal flame in place of the spire, and and this and it was giant gold and and gaudy as anything. It 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 it, it was supposed to symbolize the fire. But it, looked, it looked, probably looked like Las Vegas, right? Oh yeah, totally. To- total Las Vegas on top of on top of Notre Dame. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. That's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wrong. But but one of the things, so so you know, it was one. It was amazing how quickly everyone sort of rallied around the cathedral. You know, it was, it was suddenly there was just money coming in from all over the place. But the other thing too, I think it, it's one of those things of, and and you know, this is what what sort of ties back to now is that idea that when there are these things happening, as architects, we we respond with a certain amount of creativity about what's about what's going on. You know, how are we reacting to the event at the time? And so it's it's us taking stock somewhat, I think, of what the current events are and how are we going to channel that into what we're doing. Because we, we're seeing it right now. Um, some of the ar- architects I know are already discussing, some of the people who do like K through 12 or do hospitals, they are already starting to think about how do we have to change things? How do we have to change our building types and our classroom sizes and cafeterias, not to mention hospitals, you know, the ability to, to suddenly change over to massive ICU ward? that sort of thing is already getting incorporated. So you already had that sort of creative mindset going. And like I said, you see it with Notre Dame and now you're seeing it happening now. Yeah. And, and interesting that you brought up like K through 12. I remember back when uh, Sandy Hook happened Almost immediately after that, you, uh, the the architecture community again responded to the Times, uh, and and this his, this horrible event uh, in 
and and they they started coming up with creative ways to uh, to help prevent school shootings. Maybe not prevent prevents the wrong word, but to alleviate school shootings. Um, to to make it make it harder for anyone who might might want to do that to actually actually achieve their goal. So to yeah, speak. yeah, and and. And and so there 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 have been a, a whole raft of proposals revolving around um, revolving around lessening the impact of school shootings so much so that now there's a high school in Michigan that is under construction that is designed to help students survive school shootings and you know that, I guess you could just call it a, a sign of the times but. You know they have they have curved hallways uh, so that there's no easy lines of sight. You have lockers that are arranged in giant open areas uh, so that students have places to hide behind uh, the lockers rather than lining them along the hallways where you wouldn't necessarily have any kind of hiding places. And and they also have you know other small nooks and crannies designed throughout the the building that are are specifically geared towards giving you cover in an event like that. Wow. <laughs> and wow. it's absolutely terrifying to me that it's really come down to this just because you would think by now we'd have found other ways other than hardening our schools to the point where they are giant fortresses, which that's not how you design a school, but apparently it is now. <laughs> Yeah, and and you know the the interesting thing too is that the AIA got very on board with this, and really, I think they actually came out with a guide on how to create school environments that have these things in them. So, so even the national organization got on board and started coming up with a I think it was a safer schools um, program, so that there was a set sort of guidelines about how do you do this? How do you make your school safer? And I'm with you. There should be another solution to this. But again, at the same time, it was, I think a lot of architects stepping up and saying, how do we keep this from happening? What can we do as architects, not as, you know, parents or not as voters or as, you know, concerned citizens. What do we do as architects to help mitigate some of this issue, you know, where you see it too, the, there's the architect, the architects, um, the AIA, the American Institute of Architects has come out with their big something. And I can't think of what it's called. Cause I thought it was ridiculous sounding at the time. Um, but they're, they're coming out with this big push towards a greener, um, more climate friendly environment. And we were seeing that during, you know, I mean, over the last few years as, as, Climate change has started to be an issue, and anybody who still says it isn't is just fooling themselves or isn't living on a coastline. But architects have started pushing that idea of how do we make buildings greener? How do we make buildings less wasteful of energy? How do, how do we make things more efficient, even from not just from using the building, but from the construction standpoint, all of that? How do we make those things happen? And, and they are the AIA is doing this huge program. I think starting this year was supposed to start this year, may have gotten sidelined a little bit, but to really focus a lot of energy on that. And again, it's, it's, 
it is architects responding to something that they're seeing in the built environment or in the in the you know in the public realm. Yeah. No, I, I and and to that point, I've seen countless proposals and and a lot of and and many slick really slick renderings um for these uh filter towers that that will you know suck air pollution or suck carbon dioxide out of the air and and it's again going along those lines of well how do we respond to the events at large well yeah yeah, well, you know, when, when Katrina happened, and of course that just about killed me because it's New Orleans and it's my second home in a lot of ways. Um, when that happened, again, you saw the architects stepping up and uh, I, I, I think it's just a natural reaction for us because we are focused on, as much as we're focused on building design, as much as we're focused on creating beautiful buildings, our responsibility, part of our charge, is the health, safety, and welfare of the public. And I don't know that people realize that. You know, they just think we're making pretty buildings. But since we are, since that's a responsibility for us, I think it's hard for us not to respond when something comes up. When when there's a natural disaster, when there's climate change going on, when, you know, Notre Dame burned down... I think it's still the same right now. You know, we are watching things unfold and we're looking at how are we going to be able to help? How are we going to be able to impact this? Whether it's, you know, whether it's the change in the hospitals, it's change in K-12, or even the whole idea, this whole idea about social distancing. So it's not just, you know, building architects. We're talking about landscape architects. People are having to design open spaces for the public. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually there was a there was a proposal in the news the other day that um, it was it was a social distancing park that really yes and it covered uh, just an average city block with rows and rows of of bushes that that created this really kind of almost a pattern that kind of looks like if you look really closely at your fingerprint, like just rows and rows of a really curvy kind of maze. Um, but the, the, the aisles in this maze were one person wide and the bushes were trimmed to be six feet. <laughs> and, wow. and so one person could inhabit one lane of this little maze and they could and walk through the park and enjoy their little lane as as part of their uh, as part of their day to day life. <laughs> but it, it it allowed people to go out in public and maintain that six feet uh, six si foot clearance. Yeah, six foot safe zone. <laughs> wow. Well, that's that's really interesting. I mean, but you think about so so I went by one of the parks near my house today. I was, I will admittedly driving to the liquor store, but that's another issue. Um, again, it goes with the margarita I should be having already, but the, um, but when I, when I drove by, there were seven cars in the parking lot. Now, mind you, they've closed, they've, they've padlocked the tennis courts. They have police tape around the uh, play equipment. I don't think you can actually go on to the basketball courts, but 
there were still seven cars in that parking lot. So people still want to get out and be outside and, and be in nature. So I think that's kind of interesting that, that someone's thinking already, how do we create a park that will allow us to be out and at the same time be able to, to maintain our distance and be safe and be comfortable? That's interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I'm always amazed. I, I honestly, I think no, no matter how crazy it gets, we will always be the ones kind of stepping up to, to offer suggestions on what do we do next. Yeah. If you ever need a sign of the times, just <laughs> yeah, look, look around to see what's being built or even proposed. You know, it it just might surprise you because it's something that you can personally relate to. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I think people. I think the general public would really be surprised if they if they stopped stopped and stepped back for just a second and looked. And oh, and the next time they go into school, the next time they go into the hosp- uh, hospital, next time they go to the park, you know, whatever, you know, step back and look and think, you know, they've really thought about this. People have really, really thought about what we're doing here, and trying to make it make it that much better. But. At the same time, at the same time, for me, I think it's it's kind of sad in some ways that that we are having to respond to this, or that we are responding to this. Um, but I, I think that's just the way the way it's going to be as as things continue to happen and things continue to change. We're still gonna we're still gonna do that. I, I like I said, I think it's the health, safety, welfare thing. I think we want people to be safe. Well, that was that was honestly probably the shortest podcast we've done in a while. <laughs> I, I don't know what you would short, you but pow- short, but powerful. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you know, I think, I think, like I said, you know, we've, we've been rolling these out about once a week. I think we're going to try to keep going. One of the things that we're going to be looking at talking about next time is tiny houses because folks, those tiny houses might've seemed like a good idea at the time, but there's two of you living in 500 square feet. Or less. Or less. I'm wondering how long it's going to take you to kill each other. (laughs) (laughs) It would have, it would have already happened for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that James and I would have survived. And I feel, I really feel for the people in the cities where they have really, really small apartments because that's just gotta be super, super stressful, but, but we can get into that next time. But for now, be sure to look for Matt on Instagram you're on Twitter. Which one? I can never Twitter on Twitter. Golly. So yeah, ArchGeek Matt with underscores in between. And of course, you can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and Twitter. Just look for Spotted Dog Arch or Spotted Dog Architecture. But in the meantime, we hope everyone is staying safe and doing well. And hopefully we'll be back in a week with another session. And we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.